Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. And welcome to another episode here at Nerd Herder. <laughs> I'm J-Dub. Uh, if you didn't look up, I'm I was going to I was gonna make a joke of, I'm J-Dub, this is Mike. Uh, because for our, our visual uh, fans, um, <laughs> Mike is just uh, in such a lovely position. All I am is microphone and Jason Voorhees <laughs> today. <laughs> oh, no, there's a, there's a lovely boot behind there somewhere. Mm, um, let me know when they show up. <laughs> oh, love you. I love you too. Okay, making sure. And I love you, everyone uh, tuning in uh, and, and checking this out now or in the future, however you enjoy uh, getting this. Uh, I <laughs> Yes, much like the pillow looming over me, um, this episode's been looming on my schedule all, uh, well, two weeks, because this was supposed to be last week. Um, uh, I am uh, lame and life got lifey. And so uh, here we are this week talking about uh and revisiting uh a fan favorite episode here at nerd herder yes we're we're getting a little cagey uh if you will uh <laughs> so it's one of those things if you don't know uh boop likes the cage boop likes nick cage the first time i told you i think it was on this show that nicholas cage is my favorite actor <laughs> you had a visceral reaction well it it's it uh, maybe like raw disbelief but, uh, you know, it's true. I, I, it is true. I do love you. So it's just one of those things where it's just like, oh, I knew there had to be a negative somewhere because you're just so awesome. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah. And so we decided um, let's subject. And I mean, my let's like you'll never force an idea for the podcast. No, like you're you're too small and kind for that. And for watching <laughs> movies, I think. Yeah, there have been several times where I've sat you down and I've been like. If you need to tap out of this movie, you can tap out. There's no pressure to watch this. <laughs> and so far, you've never done that. No, like, it, I mean, I'll tell you before it goes on if I don't want to watch something. But if if you want to watch something and I don't mind, we'll mm -hmm. check it out. And that's hey, usually how I get introduced to a lot of cool stuff. I might wait for you to get home on Tuesday to watch Skin of <laughs> Hey, well, yeah, maybe. It comes highly recommended. So, yeah. Um, Hi, Graham, if you're in the chat. <laughs> So yeah, it was one of those things where it's just like, um, when I say let's, it was uh, m you bringing an idea and me being just like, yeah, nobody held a gun to my head and said, talk about Nick Cage, uh, no matter how I may make it sound. Mm -hmm. um, I chose this and um, Ghost Rider. Uh, made your bed. Yeah. Now you get to lie. We started, we started with Ghost Rider because I think you, I don't know if that's your favorite Nick Cage or why that's that was the one. It's up there. Um, but we started there and everybody loved it. It was highly viewed, a lot of interactions. It was great. And so I'm a sucker for attention. And here we are again. <laughs> We're shills. And um, as always, of course, joined by uh, a lovely cast of characters. None as crazy as shills. Nick Cage, but uh, uh, got a, quite the entendre with us to uh, chat entendre? about this. Did I don't know. Entourage? entourage words just come out of my mouth man what? i don't I, I don't know what i've got to do to get people to understand i don't plan 
much. <laughs> I don't podcast I don't for for the plan. Entendre I don't know entendre, double entendre. What yeah. is that? I don't know. Second meaning. Okay. Well, here's a second meaning. You want to take his face? Yes. His face. Oh. The eyes. Nose. Skin. Coming off. face see when i do that motion when i say the words face off people rarely know what i'm talking about those people are lame they are lame right. but they you don't know, know what they're lame. talking about yeah yes right no yes he's not lame um and by the way that wasn't a second meaning that was i was just <laughs> moving on but uh because i wanted to i'm still it. working i'm still working through being an entendre at this point so. <laughs> okay yeah. i'm never gonna live this down it's like the no. other day um i was trying to say reputation and somebody <laughs> misspoke and said representation and so in my brain i'm like am i saying the right word and so i couldn't <laughs> say for the rest of the day reputation i kept saying representation like it, they, well. they they got me somewhere in my brain but Oh my gosh, my lovely, lovely brain. Um, almost like as it. lovely as, as our, our guests tonight. Um, got the, the lovely uh, Charlie uh, beautiful back Charlie. with us and with uh, an entourage of Nick's. Hey. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Go. There you go. Not an entendre. Uh, and uh, return of the Dairy Daddy. <laughs> Nick Milky. <laughs> well, <laughs> and now okay. I can't believe that I missed the opportunity, and I'm going to just go ahead and fix it right now. I mean, uh -oh. why? Why is there a K in this? What, what's going on here? I mean, <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. I mean, Four amateur. Letters, what am I doing? <laughs> just like us. Uh, for anyone that, by the way, wants a peek into like our social life, um, I often start messages with Nick with. Hey, milk daddy, or something like that. True. So you know you're in with me. It's uh, not spelled <laughs> milky like you would think. No, I don't know. But that's it's okay just, because that's how it's pronounced. You're, it's you're been... just a tall glass of milk, man. I love you. That's right. This <laughs> is white and liquid as it gets. Wait a minute. I don't in know. In case you couldn't hear quickly. it for for our audio listeners, he is in fact white, oh. full of vitamin D. <laughs> that's so, right. Uh, well, thank you guys for uh, jumping at the opportunity you both were quite eager um to to join for this one in fact nick it was mostly your suggestion when we put this to discord a while back you were very quick with the reply of face waterfalls yeah i mean fa face off and we're going to get into this obviously face off is one of those quality good bad movies like that's really where it falls um i do have to say and we've talked about this a little bit over the time that I've known you guys and knowing Boop's love for the cage master himself um, talking about, you know, what was the movie? What was the one that started it? Of course, I grew up with a healthy dose of raising Arizona, um, you know, some of the other classics, but I have to say, and this may be a little under the radar. And if it ever becomes a part of a cage episode, I will have to, of course, demand to be back. Um, I think my favorite Nicolas Cage movie is actually Gone in 60 Seconds, which is one of those like, Ooh, you know, yes. under the radar hot take opinions. It's just I'm not necessarily saying it's good. Yeah. Most of it for me is my love affair with that specific car. But Nicolas Cage, Giovanni Ribisi, 
Um, Cobb Vanth himself, Timothy Oliphant, is one of the two detectives yeah. that are chasing. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot in that movie that shows up, and you're like, "How is this in this movie?" So, oh yeah, it's, it's one of it's, my mom's favorites. Well, yes, and I'm an yeah. old person, so like a mom or a dad, <laughs> of course, it's my favorite too. Do you think we could get my mom on the podcast? If we could, that'd be the <laughs> one. <laughs> that'd be the one, and then and then uh, she can be disappointed in us live. <laughs> oh, Usually it's just over text, <laughs> right? It's insinuated <laughs> disappointment. Now it would be overt. Um, no, yeah, uh, Gone in sixty seconds is very loved in our household. In fact, my mom um, had a model of uh, the Eleanor Mustang from mm-hmm. that. She like she fe- she loves Mustangs, but she fell in love with that one um, yep. from that movie. Um, and it was almost a good enough movie to turn her around on Angelina Jolie. Almost. Um, almost. There was this weird thing that like, she, uh, so for longtime listeners, uh, my mom's Elijah Wood was Angelina Jolie. Was it because <laughs> she was married to Billy Bob Thornton? N- well, no, it was the um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing where she oh. left for Brad Pitt. Um, That'll do it. And, you know, my mom was just so in on the tea that that was just like you know <laughs> disgraceful but um anyway well well that's a that's a whole nother nick cage episode but uh mm-hmm. um, and it will be mark it, your calendar milky right and uh so th- this one was a, a pretty easy choice but um i mean so well charlie would you say this is your favorite or was this just eagerly uh, it, it's, it's one of the top five for me okay um you know raising arizona is i grew up with raising it just like uh Nick over here did. Um, that's an, that's but, enough. Um, but then there was Face Off, and then there's you know, um, Gone in Six Seconds. My favorite one of all time is The Rock. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. talking about that one because for the longest time, that was the only Nick Cage movie to me. Um, We're gonna truly find out <laughs> how many times in one episode can Boop do the, hey. <laughs> Do you know Alcatraz meets Pelican? <laughs> Probably every time somebody <laughs> says that, which is a lot in that movie, actually. Yeah. So um, we will, we'll, that'll be our drinking game for that one. Um, not that we do or condone uh, drinking, but uh, if uh, you're a patron, um, then you get to enjoy our commentary right now. We did a commentary for Face Off, and in it, we jokingly started the drinking game uh, of every time somebody does a face waterfall, uh, which is a pivotal plot point in this ridiculous movie. Do we need to um, <laughs> uh, clarify what a face waterfall is, John? I feel like you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Sure. <laughs> so for our audio listeners... That means I love you. <laughs> I, I love you so much. Um, you just run your hand over somebody's face, and that's important to this movie, but they do it a lot. And so uh, you could almost um, uh, get be... Uh, a registered DUI uh, by playing that game. Uh, very similarly for The Rock with Alcatraz. Um, probably every time somebody says Bunny and Conair, I don't know. Mm. Um, All right, and I'm and I'm doing some on the fly research here because do it. It struck me the run, and I'm sure y'all have talked about this before because you've done other Cage stuff on screen or on your show. The run, and let's just take it from. Let's take it from leaving Las Vegas, hmm. 1995. 95, leaving Las Vegas. 96, The Rock. 97, Con Air. 97, also Face Off. 
98 City of Angels, 98 Snake Eyes, 99 8 Millimeter, 99 Bringing Out the Dead, 2000 Gone in 60 Seconds. Just in that window of time, like talk about <laughs> prolific. This man does not rest. This man works. And to have Con Air and Face Off, and Con Air, I could go on a whole, Con Air may be as equally good, bad as this movie is. And as someone who lives in Alabama, who is someone who is familiar with Mobile, Alabama, where Nick Cage is supposedly from. Mm-hmm. First of all, there, there's not any, there's not, a, yeah, put the burning down. Like the accent is its own character. But also one of my favorite lines in any movie ever, but comes from that movie. And I quote it too often where people don't know where it comes from is when he's staring out the air, staring out of the airplane and somebody comes up to him. He's like, what are you looking at? And he goes, I don't know, trees and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? And, just, and of course, in that accent, just makes it all the better. It's a, all it, the more it's, golden. It's such so a bad intense. wig. It, it's such a bad wig. Uh, so. That is one of my favorite um, John Malkovich movies, though. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I always enjoyed it for, for him. Yes. Um, that is anytime good I really watched it. And then, of course, mm-hmm. Buscemi as the crazy guy who may or may not have scragged that little girl in that empty swimming pool in that right. trailer park. Um, it just, there's a lot there. I, and I'm getting us off track of the movie at hand. But, oh, um, <laughs> but, but I mean, Con Air is just, Brilliant it might be Mount himself. Rushmore of good, bad movies. Uh, <laughs> that, that'd be an interesting thing to run down. I do think you'd run into a lot of Nick Cage on that list, though. Mm-hmm. You um, absolutely would. And, and from the area you're talking about, like it, it is interesting how often he worked um in the 90s and uh early 2000s versus where now i mean it's almost a an interesting step out of the closet for him of okay nick cage is returning um for for this big thing it it, he he gets a lot of choice now i think whereas back then it was just like you got this movie because you're Nick Cage. Now it's like, eh, I, I want to do what I want. Now do, it's kind of like he's been elected to the Veterans Committee. Like you've been around long enough that, mm-hmm. you know, and again, these were not small movies in that long run in the 90s and 2000s. You know, like those were blockbuster movies when they came out. I mean, oh, yeah. The, yeah. the Rock has Sean Connery in it and we've got, oh, yes. you know, the lineups in all those movies are significant. Every single one of them. Those were blockbuster summer big deal movies. Mm-hmm. They weren't little small things that went out. I mean, Nick Cage won an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas. Right. <laughs> well, in this this movie, even this was a uh, financial uh, and critical success. Amazing. Oh, yes. Like if you rewind yourself to 97, this was this was the hotness. Um, and I mean, the numbers are there that and that really impressed me because it's just one of those things where it's just like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess I could see it. But at the same time. Uh, it's it's weird it's one of those things like this is this was the age of cage one might say (laughs) but it's ironic because at the i'm pretty sure at this time was when he had bought that haunted house in new orleans Uh, yeah um which was the start of a run of very bad luck which led up to him buying his pyramid by the way always have to add that in Whenever I talk about Nicolas Cage <laughs> yeah. and this era of filmmaking. He went upstairs in, to Graceland and he bought a pyramid. Well, I know. Well, well, think about it. He, he his, He's a big fan of Elvis and he married Elvis' daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, how more <laughs> can you be? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and it's those things where, like I said, when we talked about um, Ghost Rider, like he's, a, he's an 
enigmatic man. Like him as a person is very, very interesting to me, especially now he, I I don't know if it's a goth dad. (laughs) True. (laughs) Uh, He's a big fan of his, um, his kids uh, uh, musical career, Mm -hmm. uh, which is just awesome. He knows about anime because of his son. Um, Like it's stuff like that, that are coming out where it's just like, wow, this is, this is interesting. Um, he's not just here selling a product. He's just kind of out here doing his own thing and pretending to be a can of shortbread, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> he loves shortbread. I Every single interview with Nicolas Cage, I watch at least five times because he is just, he, he's so charismatic, you know? Mm-hmm. He says things so weird. Like that <laughs> variety thing where he did the autocomplete interview. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely on the the high list of actors or or just like important um, famous people that I'd love to sit down and have coffee with. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, well, and talking about the time period, soundtrack um, was on mm-hmm. point. This movie released this movie released June nineteenth, nineteen ninety seven. First question for all of the lovely people gathered here as I take over, like this is my actual show. Um, where where were you in June of 1997? Let's play that game <laughs> first of all. I, was I may not want to know the answer to this question. Two years old. <laughs> I was 12. Um, I was uh, three and well on my way to an obsession with Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Well, that's appropriate because we're going to get to the domestic box office for 1997 in just a minute. Um. I had graduated high school in June of 1997, so I was well on my way to independence and watching all the terrible Nick Cage movies I could get my hands on. Um, Looking at what else happened in 97, we talked about Face Off and Con Air both being um, released that same year. Here's the domestic box for 97. Does anyone want to hazard a guess what number one was in 1997? Ooh. 1997. Uh, That's after Titanic, I believe. So that's not probably it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else was really happening in there's There's a lot, and and it may surprise you. So number one in 1997 was Men in Black. Brian. There you go. Number two was Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Ooh. Number three was Liar Liar. Oh, those movies are older than I remember. Yeah. Number four is Air Force One with Harrison Ford, the ass kicking president. Yeah. Um, number Best five president. in 1997 was Star Wars A New Hope Special Edition, which was mm. released in 97. Yep. That's that's when I that's got true. into Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and I was going to come to this point later as well. Uh, uh, finishing off, getting to face off, Best Friends Wedding number six, Titanic number seven. Oh, that was face that off number eight, number nine, Batman and Robin, number 10, George mm. of the Jungle, and number 11, Con Air. That's quite the list. And, and Nick Cage got on there twice. Yep. yep. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. We were just talking about Lost World, too, because that's my favorite of the Jurassic Park movies. Really? Yeah. It beats really? one? Yeah. Really? Is that that controversial? Yeah. Yes. It's a better lead cast and it's a better no. plot. No. Yeah. No. Can I come live with you, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Come on. Can I come stay with you for a little here. while? Okay. Right. And, and, it's, and I almost want to sympathize with him because um, 
the actor that played Toby Ziegler in the West Wing is in Jurassic Park: The Lost World, but that's not enough to save that movie. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's I did not, not realize. Movie, okay, so I already Jurassic Park. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's it's fine. It's set the stage. I mean, it's the A New Hope of the Jurassic Park films. I'm going to make <laughs> two people very angry. <laughs> oh, look, I'm, I'm not denying. It's the Beatles. It's the thing where it's just like, it's undeniably good and, and For, um, uh, like, groundbreaking. Yeah. But then the next thing, n- now knowing Suck. that, oh, this new thing <laughs> is really cool, go- goes and does it better. Oh. Like, I don't know, man. There's that no. great reference. The the one guy says Godzilla as he's running away from the T Rex. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh You're man. A weird person. I would I think you'd be on my side. There's more Jeff Goldblum in the second one. I do. I love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but but he doesn't man. take his shirt off. And gymnastics save the day. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we lost Brendan. But so. But but the gymnastics in. <laughs> G- gymnastics in the lost world are basically the equivalent of the swinging through the jungle on the vines in kingdom of the crystal skull yeah awesome also a great movie <laughs> don't make me call Just, jerry on the like, podcast y- y- y'all are poking holes in my ability to like have any valid <laughs> criticism of face off because i'm over here like oh the lost world we're, we're oh, removing kingdom any of the street skull. cred you thought you had is what we're right. really doing <laughs> which yeah. was at zero so now we're just going way down <laughs> What are we talking about? But yeah, speaking. I wanted to come back to the comment. I think page turners, they were not put in there. This was one of the points yeah. I was going to share as well. Um, not only did John Powell score this movie, this was his first movie to score. And we, of course, as Star Wars fans, know that John Powell did the score for Solo, a Star Wars story, so How to Train Your Dragon. I know he's done gone on to do some other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was surprised to discover that because I'm a, I'm a big fan, even though it's basically like Wikipedia. Um, I do love the IMDb trivia section. Anytime I watch movies, I end up, you know, plowing through there to see, you know, what wrong facts or, you know, weird <laughs> other oddities show up in there. So there's oh, some yeah. good stuff in the fa- in this one as well. Oh yeah, well, I, it put me on um, quite the deep dive of of info because um, anybody, well, our patrons, and eventually um, way down the road, uh, the public will get to hear like my like overthinking of the Mm -hmm. plot and everything and i so for everyone wondering no i didn't find any answers um for why i felt the way i felt about um some of the plot points there the sort of the i I was just very conflicted on the direction they wanted me to feel about certain characters and certain points which is Um, valid and it seems to just be a byproduct of the filmmaking it doesn't seem to be anything um or at least not that i could find anything like super serious um and intended um but um and i do want to second what brian has said i love the score the music for solo like that movie is very fun mm-hmm. but then the music added into it um like i mean our that original persistence memory that they play during the in, as they're flying into the mall leaving kessel like oh yeah it brings back all those favorites from F- from the history of the falcon it, yeah. like it's just really mm-hmm. good it yeah it was brilliant and i mean to be um handling such legacy like rogue one had the benefit of it was all new so mm-hmm. you want kind of some new music with some nuance but here you're dealing with legacy characters you've got han Chewie, and lando um you know it's it's harder to make music for very well-known um characters i think yeah. and i think he did amazing um so he had to be good when you do it for sure so uh, well, i did want to go back though because uh, much like gymnastics 
save the day in the best Jurassic Park, um, The Lost World. Um, it also kind of technically saved the day in this one because yeah. um, fan, fans of John Woo will uh, appreciate how much gun foo is in this God. movie. There oh are gosh. so many gun jumps. Yeah. Dual wielding gun jumps. <laughs> Yeah, that yes. that that's sort of the fingerprint he's left on um, a <laughs> lot of his movies, a lot of his more um, acclaimed movies, at least. And this one uh, is no different. Um, and it's one of those things I think that I, like a lot of people, maybe thought or, or rem- misremembered that being more present um, than it was. Um, but when it was there boy howdy he blew out the water on on the gun foo i don't know if either of or any of you are are fans of that brand of action movie or if that's just like turn off your brain and and laugh kind of entertainment for you yes that, yeah, that's for that's sure. where it falls for me and it is very john woo and i had forgotten that i actually watched um last weekend while we were out of town in memphis <laughs> Um, I watched it on my phone. Everybody had gone to bed. It's not available streaming anywhere, so I nope. straight up paid that $3 to Amazon. Me too. Um, Me too. So, well, so that too. I could watch it on my phone. And I will say, the John Woo, and you nailed it, the dual-wield gun aspect of it fed one of the things that I texted to Boop, either Sunday after I had gotten home and had watched it, or at whatever point that I was sent this message, Um this movie, and this is where we're going to go with this. This had to have been the inspiration <laughs> for, this was the inspiration for Michael Gary Scott as he wrote the cult classic Threat Level Midnight in The Office. Because if you go back and watch the Threat Level Midnight episode where they actually sit down and screen the movie, it feels like it was him going, oh, I saw this in a movie. I could do that. <laughs> because it's, Golden face with the guns, Mike or um, Michael Scarn with the gun. Like it felt like I had. I've seen The Office too many times, and I haven't seen the movie Face Off in probably fifteen years. And as soon as I watched it, the first thing that popped in my head is like, "This is like Threat Level Midnight. This feels like <laughs> it feels like Michael Scott wrote this movie, or at least wrote the action scenes for at this least movie, the ending like, of the movie, <laughs> or especially the ending of this movie. There was there's big Face Off." threat level midnight synergy and i know like you go back to the office ladies episode because that hasn't been that long ago where they talk about that episode of the office i wish we could get an actual episode with the writer's room that wrote that you know wrote that screenplay initially because it comes up early in one of the seasons when they do the table read i wish we could find out like what did they base michael scott's movie on because somebody in that room had to have said at minimum john woo if not like, do y'all remember how crazy the gunfights at the, at the beginning of Face Off? Right. Like, when they're mm-hmm. in the airport, you right. know, before um, before Cage gets blasted with the jet engine. Like, you know, this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, it the... just feels, it feels like a movie that a bunch of, like, amateur filmographers, like, I'm going to make this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's big and bombastic. And it goes there very quickly. Like you said, like, we get the whole setup, um, the big set piece in the beginning. Um, and then really... We're just kind of on a crazy roller coaster until it returns in the the big finale. Um, yeah. But anytime Caster and Archer like face off, <laughs> um, <laughs> you get all of the woo isms at once. Um, it seems you get so many um, birds. <laughs> yeah. So many birds. Um, which Be- best use of birds <laughs> since the James Bond movie, where the bird does the double take towards the camera, the <laughs> pigeon. 
I've seen that scene. It, what's yeah. sad is there weren't more doves or birds present in the, the beginning where it would have been more helpful, like fly into the jet engine, slow, <laughs> like slowing down Get something. But um, this well, is but see, they use that in Last Crusade to take down the, the plane yeah. that was going after Indy. So you yeah, got to use it somewhere. Um, I it, remember when Fabio got hit in the face with a goose. Yes, on a roller, roller coaster. coaster. <laughs> yeah, like Knott's Berry Farm or somewhere. Yeah. Is that why his face looks like that? No, yeah. it's just like that. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, if they weren't talking about, um, if they weren't talking about face off at the the writing team, they were probably like, oh, remember how awesome, how much better Mission Impossible 2 was? <laughs> oh my gosh. Why do you want me to watch these movies? No, I only want you to watch... Uh, uh, Fallout, the one with Henry Cavill. That's it. Okay. That's it. Because he's amazing. That's it. And I need someone else to like just gush over this man with me. Just stare at his mustache <laughs> for the entire. <laughs> oh my god! The, the magical disappearing mustache when he goes to do that fight in the <laughs> bathroom. And... Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, it it's really good. But yeah, like, um, there's a reason Mission Impossible Two is my least favorite Mission Impossible though, um, for sure. Uh, because it's also very full of these wooisms, the 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 influence of the director, the things that made um, John Woo very famous in you know the Hong Kong film culture. Um, where I, I think there's just something about it because I, I love I like I went on a marathon of the Police Story movies with Jackie Chan. Um, mm -hmm. I love those ridiculous, uh, over the top multi genre Hong Kong films where it's it's action, it's comedy, it's drama, it's all it's everything wrapped up in this weird enigmatic ball. Um, that's fun. That's a lot to enjoy in one sitting. Um, I don't know that it translates with American action like this, though. Like, obviously, it's injected in there, but it feels very out of place. And that's where like some of the like rickety footing of the, the story for me comes in where I'm just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to think or feel. Obviously they want me to go ooh and ah at this, but then we go from there to this moment where it's just like, am I supposed to think about this or <laughs> just, right. you know, be quiet. <laughs> and so, wouldn't, and I don't know this for a fact because I am three fourths of the way through the first one. And this is another, um, you know, another hole in my movie watching resume, but isn't that kind of what the John Wick, John Wick series becomes, which is, fun action you don't have to i mean he's pissed because his dog got killed and now he's going to kill everyone <laughs> and it is also you know popcorn action and popcorn and I, again i've seen three-fourths of the first one i plan to watch the other ones um just because again it's fun and i don't have to think about it but it's it falls into that similar vein and you go back through you know between that time period and now when face off came out and talking about this kind of john woo style action you know what are our other action movies of course we had the jackie chan Azants when he did you know american movies um whether it was shanghai nights one and two or whether it was i love um, those movies by the way <laughs> what's the one with chris tucker um, uh rush hour rush hour, you know, rush, hour rush hour two you know we get that that's a different you know that's a that's a genre crossing thing you know we have the Die Hard series and those kind of cover a wide range of stuff yes um, they do Leth lethal weapon you know a little bit older but you know again a series of action-y kind of things but not as stylized as like a John Woo or maybe even a John, I mean, yeah, a Woo film or John Wick even. Like those feel mm -hmm. more stylized. If they had taken, um, or what's the one, um, Golden Circle and uh, Kingsman. Like oh, those kind yeah. of fit. 
Kingsman mm-hmm. kind of fit that vibe too, Good like movies. a stylized action that you I don't think, have to think about. Like they're just fun. Yeah. I, I think honestly with that one, Kingsman might be the most modern comparison to what they were doing sure. with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to necessarily go where everybody would assume I would go. Um, but I will say with John Wick, with Kingsman, they do that stylized action. They they do hit on some of the gun foo like 90s era mm-hmm. um, bombastic action. But they also don't go as like overly characterized. They don't they aren't as crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like, especially the John Wicks, they they take themselves serious enough. Um you know, the plot of the dog and everything like that. And also just the, the ridiculous action of just like, oh, you're on hologram. Like you, you can't do that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's so many things where it's like, that's silly, uh, but that's this film's Bible. So you have to go buy it. That's what makes it fun. Like to quote <laughs> Jermaine Clement to Taika Waititi while they were making what we do in the shadows, the world needs stupid stuff. <laughs> For sure. He didn't say stuff, well, but well, you get it. And, and that's what those are. But I feel like, I mean, you've got Ian McShane, you've got John, uh, oh my God, Keanu Reeves. Like, mm. it, it's a really good cast there. In the other, on the other side, you've got Stanley Tucci and oh. everyone else in Kingsman that I can't remember. Stanley Tucci. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just feel like the assign they they understood the assignment in a different mm-hmm. way. And, and this, I definitely think it was go crazy. Mm-hmm. Go crazy, do what you can to make this movie interesting and watchable, mm-hmm. I think. Because But also, but still <laughs> in a very organized and choreographed way. Oh, for not, sure. Not a well, let's just go out there and free ball it and see what happens. <laughs> like, free you know, again, style, style was still hang, you know hang, there. Hang on, can can anybody help me out with this one? <laughs> 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 what are we talking oh my, about? Okay. <laughs> Are we, is that the Leonardo DiCaprio one? Yes, yes. it is. What? Yes, it John is. Leguizamo. Dual yep, John Leguizamo, Christmas. Leonardo and DiCaprio. Romeo and Juliet, like period piece Romeo no, no, and no, Juliet? No, 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 yeah. Set no. Set in 1990. No, 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 no. This is, yeah. this is like the modern, like, uh, Prince oh, okay. kind of, Prince mm. album-ish it's, kind of. Uh, oh, what's that stupid George Clooney movie? The, the, uh, not this, uh, the one <laughs> I don't like, but you like, the one you're talking about all the time. It's the Odyssey. <sighs> Oh, brother, where are they? Yes, yeah, it's oh, that. What's it's that? that of like you? Alien. You are going down in in my yeah. mind. You're you're O for everything on movies. Oh, O for the show. What's happening the same here? Level. Man, I'm gonna have no credit when I go into my episodes <laughs> about Transformers. Movies. No, but it's <laughs> like, like but yeah. Like, how do you not like O Brother? Where are they? It's eh, he. I, I don't. It, it's he's a not... special kind of southern where he's not southern. You, you know what? You know what? You know what? I don't do this often, but you know what, Charlie? You can find <laughs> out because we talk about that a little bit in our commentary. Uh, become a patron. Starts at three dollars a pop. Um, there you go. Or wait like a month and it'll be public. But uh, yeah, like it's it's one of those things where it's like it's not a bad movie to me, not because I don't like it. Like it's I know just that's not what. For you. That's what a lot of people hear when I say things or when people in general say, well, I don't like that. Oh, you're saying it's not good. No, I'm not. I, what I, I, I'm saying it's a genre of a film and it's the kind of story that just doesn't mm-hmm. speak to me. It doesn't you did entertain not read me. classic literature. 
Okay, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> you have not seen the classics. But yeah, like, um, you know, <laughs> if it's just straight up melodrama, if it's just straight up romance, or if it's just old school yeah. um, artsy, like, I just can't, there's a wall. And, and some of it, I, I admit, is me, but I, like, I can't get in there. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, mm -hmm. I might be able to appreciate yeah. it, but I can't, I can't like it. You know. know what? That's fine, because I can't watch comedies made after 1998. <laughs> And I don't like the Lord of the Rings movies, so that's where we are. Whoa! Well, it's been fun having you on the podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> See you later. This is, this is where I hit the road. It is a visual and therefore a visceral betrayal. Stop it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you get a John Deserved. for that one. Deserved. I'll take it. Oh, my gosh. But... um. Oh my gosh! I don't know where where all we were going with that one. I don't. We, we were talking about movies that that reminded us of of. Uh, oh oh yes, kind yes. of felt that felt the same. Way. You know, I, I the one that made me made me think of it because I like Nick here. I haven't seen Face Off in fifteen twenty years. Hmm. Um, oh. and when I watched it, uh, the one movie that came to mind was Shoot 'Em Up with Clive Owen and Paul <laughs> Giamatti. Yes. yes, that that came to yes. mind. It, with me because it's just outrageous crazy gunfights and yeah yep mm. well what's interesting is when i was kind of getting into some of the research for for this and looking back um like most people that are fans of his work or at least of this crazy action will know or have heard about like hard-boiled um mm -hmm. and, which is probably the thing that got john woo his notoriety mm. uh, and i'm just like I always forget and because I'm like, oh, that's a good movie, <laughs> but it's not it, 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 it it's the same thing. And, and um, uh, one uh, reviewer that I was kind of uh, going down the rabbit hole of talked about it in the sense of like, there's not a whole lot that separates Harboil from uh, Face Off, but there is something to understand about like some of the like unhinged characterization in Face Off to us American um viewers doesn't seem right or natural but mm -hmm. you know in the very um very strict or like i'm trying to remember exactly how i put it but like in in um the hong, hong kong films and in their culture like it just is what it is yeah it's not a crazy characterization to be just so overtly you know this is what i i'm saying this is what i'm doing this is what like mm -hmm. I, I i can't remember how exactly he put it but it was one of those things where it's just like, it's literally just trans, it's lost in translation. I'm holding back um, the rant on if, German expressionism. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best. Um, and so it, it's almost one of those things where it's just like um, some of the same things because of the setting that John Woo's original films are in uh, work a lot better than they maybe do in this one. And very similarly in um, Mission Impossible 2 where it's just like you're dealing with characters that have very established paths and they just don't seem like themselves they're not making uh, choices they seem like they would be making um, and so he just offered it as kind of an answer for maybe why mm -hmm. um, you know it's so like in, in nowadays divisive because obviously at the time people loved this stinking movie it's insane but did, did you know that John Woo almost didn't do this movie? Really? Mm-hmm so 
it it went through seven rewrites before it finally got somewhere that he liked it. And that's where it landed. And well, so one of the things I found interesting was so when we were talking about the movie in our commentary, um, you know, I was just like, wow, this is weirdly like futuristic. Mm -hmm. Like this has elements like it it was inspired by some sci-fi um, or whatnot. And lo and behold, way, way back, the original write for this was sci-fi. Um, it was in like some futuristic space prison or something like that. And so like the Magna boots and some of that stuff. And even awesome. you can see it in some of the set design for the prison where it's just like, this doesn't look yeah. like obviously they made right. it, but like it does, it's not even trying to be an actual prison somewhere. I'm sorry. Do you mean the magnetic Super Mario Brothers the movie boots? <laughs> yeah, are those exactly yeah. the same boots? Because they are the same boots. They are oh the same my boots. Oh Super Mario Brothers. That's like the Starship Trooper armor showing up in Power Rangers, man. Yeah, yeah. when you have stuff, yes. you use it. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, because yeah, so... you had to pay for Nicolas Cage to to be in the movie, so. You know, exactly. They have to skimp on other things to, to make <laughs> yeah, it happen. Right. <laughs> but, but do you know who they almost had instead? Who they yes. originally wanted? Yes. Oh, I Arnold have a whole list of them. I have a whole Sylvester. list of them. So yeah, that's like, one. That's one. There's several. I, I would have Ooh. loved that movie though, because I actually right. I actually talked to Boop about the escape plan, um, where they finally kind of got <laughs> this movie. Um, but like I would have really loved and you know what? My biggest complaint, well, not my biggest complaint, but one of my complaints about this movie would have gone away because Stallone and Schwarzenegger both have rectangle heads. I could believe they swapped faces. They well, do have rectangle heads. Very of, rectangular. The, of the IMDb notes that I screenshotted and saved for this occasion, <laughs> one of them was about the various other pairs of actors that were considered for these two roles. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> The other pairs of actors considered for the Sean Archer and Castor Troy, besides Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, Harrison Ford and Michael Douglas. Nope. Ooh. Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin. Nope. Ooh. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Clearly mm, too old at this point. <laughs> no. No. This is maybe my favorite. Van Damme and Seagal. Oh! JCVD oh. and Steven Seagal. You found... Oh. The thing and then the other one was, <laughs> and then the other one was Denzel Washington and Wesley Snipes. But ooh, ooh, if you're gonna take, if you're gonna take, and make, you know, if you're gonna crank it up one more notch of crazy, Van Damme and Seagal, that's where it's at. Can you yeah. imagine yeah. being on, like being on set, like not even filming with those two like <laughs> megalomaniacs, but like oh. just being there in the same space? Just no. get Seagal. Just that's probably why they did do it because they couldn't have hired anyone to actually work as ca as crew on that set no oh yeah like that would have been, been insane like jumping air kicking everybody in the face that's funny it, it's interesting how um at some point so like you know john woo also did um hard target with mm -hmm. jcv um yeah. and um, and broken arrow with um travolta yeah i was mm -hmm. gonna say it's interesting how he kind of comes back to uh to some people, I, I guess they just work with with his vibe sure. a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we give a lot of attention. This whole series um, is about analyzing and and subjecting me to Nick Cage. <laughs> but how do y'all feel about John Travolta? <laughs> I think I think John Travolta 
got a raw deal. Good movie. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I like John Travolta. Um, there. You know, I was listening to a podcast the other day with uh, um, Quentin Tarantino on it uh, when he's talking about Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis wanted to play Travolta's part. Interesting. Um, but he w- he wouldn't he was not going to let him because he figured he thought Travolta had the better uh, physique and better you know acting skill for it. Mm. Um, and uh, Tarantino said that um, Willis's agent called him and said, "Hey, look, you can have Willis or you can have the guy that started in Look Who's Talking Now." <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want? <laughs> Fair. That's funny. Um, but no, I, I I'm a big Travolta nice. fan, and I unlike the last few movies he's done, um, I yeah. I I think that he got a raw deal in the early '90s, and he could have been he 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 could have been a big uh, moneymaker if they just mm-hmm. let him. Yeah, it, I, I'm curious how much of it was his choice because he was going from everything from like family comedy to action to yep. romance. Um, you know, yeah, and... there was that one movie with <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> oh, with the edible glasses. Yeah, um, it was really. Bad. Do you remember what that was called? Uh, mm, I don't. Oh man, just Google that. It was it, just <laughs> Google that and enjoy. Just Google John Travolta, <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, not Greece. <laughs> not Greece, yes. Um, yeah, well, and I mean, that's part of where I think he got his uh, star with Saturday Night Fever as well. Like, all, mm-hmm. like yep. he's been all over the place. And I just wonder how much was him and how much was just the job or, or what? Uh, like, you know, he's got, he's got quite a confusing career. I just don't think he could find the niche that he was into. You know, I think that's part of it too. Like he couldn't, he couldn't find what he was comfortable doing. Yeah. Could be. Could I mean, be and I back that up. So I mean, I was scrolling through that IMDb. That's why I was making those faces as Charlie was talking. Not that I was judging Charlie <laughs> no, for, you're fine. for his ad, for for his admiration of John Travolta, but I was scrolling through that IMDb, looking at it, going. Other than Pulp Fiction, and Pulp Fiction is kind of its own unique, you know, yep. pop cultural like it is its own thing. For sure. Like, there's nothing in his IMDb that I'm like, oh man, I really like that. Like there's not, there's not anything that hits for me. There's a lot of, you know, cheese. You've got Phenomenon. You've got oh um, God, Phenomenon. Dude, Michael, Michael where he's the Michael. angel. Exactly. You know, Broken Arrow. <laughs> Get Shorty. Get Shorty was funny. Like that yeah. was kind of a good, but like the Look Who's <clears throat> Talking movies. No, thank you. You know, but then there's other kind of weird one-offs like Primary Colors, which was essentially the Bill Clinton movie yep. that came out. You know, it's not Bill Clinton by name, but he plays Jack Stanton, the governor who is supposed to be a stand-in, you know, for Clinton. Yeah. And that was a good movie, and it, you know, got a lot of critical review. And then you get, you know, you get military stuff, then Red Line, Civil Action, General's Daughter, um, Swordfish. You know, that was a big one with, you know, Halle Berry. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. He was in that one. Yeah, Swordfish, yeah. yeah. Get, but then you start getting back up into you know, like wild hogs and like the movies that our parents would all go watch and be yeah. like, did you see that? That was great. And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Grown, was a movie. Grown ups for suburbanites. Um, grown ups for suburbanites. <laughs> exactly. Grown ups for our, the parents of suburbanites. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, and two, like, you know, I mentioned one of my favorite movies of his is taking a Palom one, two, three. Um, right. He's a villain in that. And I think he does really good. Cause he, he kind of did a turn into villain arcs um, you know, in his older age. It's weird. Right. 
Scientologists Punisher villains. <laughs> Except for Tom Cruise. No. no, he played a good villain in um uh, what's life. that one with Robert Downey Jr. His playing the dude playing Nicole another dude. Tropic Thunder? Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> That's I love Where he's, where he's <laughs> like this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the big hairy chest. That, that is some of the best makeup application I have ever seen. Because until the credits, I didn't know who the heck that was. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, Brennan hit it on the head with his comment of, like, I just – it it he was trying mm -hmm. for sure. And I, I think they got him because I guess he was willing to try. But he just didn't quite meet that same yeah. – uh, level of crazy uh, and I, I don't know how much of it's being opposite nick cage it's hard um, it's hard yeah. to match him in any For sure. yeah, you can't yeah just like Paige turner's said you know damage damage um, whatever <laughs> good movie collateral um, damage yeah collateral uh, Anyways, you, you confused me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, um, also because Boop and I were talking about this when when we were watching, uh, like curious how much, how many times or if, if at all, like they would maybe have the the correct person play it because you know Archer is John Travolta's character, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. Yep. Caster is uh, no, yeah. Caster yes, is Nick yes. Cage's character. Yeah. How much they would have them play that character and then swap. Or one thing I was thinking of is maybe they had Nick Cage come up with Archer's character hmm. because he plays Archer the most and, and vice versa. Yeah. And, and then like share notes after like I, I, it's such an interesting thing to play such crazy characters, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, against each other like that. Well, I know they spent a couple of weeks together before the, uh, um, filming ever started so they can get used to each other and get get their you know uh, mannerisms mm -hmm. down and stuff like that um, could you imagine that would have been awesome <laughs> that i <laughs> they needed I to know. do a movie with that just just <laughs> yeah. two, for two weeks i mean it'd be it, I, it'd I would be... go i would go on a retreat with nick cage i just wouldn't want yes. to work with him no <laughs> i would want to be his i can see friend. him coming up behind you like he did the girl in the choir <laughs> oh my God. did we flip that did you get it clicked? He, I, I mean I did but I didn't end up using it because I was going back and forth between that for the intro clip and um, what I ended up showing with um, Caster's Boys um, yeah that, uh, that's one of those things I would take it as a compliment you know I, yeah. I just I would well you know okay, good. you can eat a peach for hours <laughs> you can oh my God. I can eat a peach for hours Somebody watch this movie for us and tell us. Like, I don't even think we saw a peach in the movie. No, because Never the saw peaches peach. are metaphorical. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, obviously, but <laughs> obviously, I was waiting, waiting for the presence of the United States start to start playing peaches. Millions right. you... of peaches. Well, and then, and at this point, it becomes. It's, it's not Chekhov's gun anymore. It's Chekhov's peach. Like, at what point, you know, you mentioned it in the first act, the peach has to show up in the third act, right? Right. But then where part. did the nuclear vessels come in, Nick? The vessels. <laughs> um, oh, goodness. It just hilarious. Um, so I, I will say um, yes. for, well, we won't get there just yet. I'll, I'll, I'll do the roundtable book before we get to Nick's show and tell. Um, <laughs> so... We've talked about the crazy. We, it, 
it, it's mm -hmm. a roller coaster. It's it is fun. It, it is popcorn movie. Um, it's a, a lovely little time capsule of what um, uh, American action movies were like in the the late '90s cinema. But um, for you, for you now, like, and you two have the benefit of like you've rewatched it um, after many many years. I've watched it once or twice a month. If you have to give it a, a one out of ten. Uh, where, where, where's this movie sit for you? Um, not, so not in terms of quality. No, in but, terms of enjoyment. Watchability. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How much do you enjoy yourself with this movie? <laughs> it's not good. I'm going to say two. It's not really? like, yeah. Really? Like <laughs> I, right away, to be perfectly honest, right away, as soon as it started, the acting was so cheesy everything about it and again like i highly recommend to anybody if you listen to the podcast how did this get made they do a phenomenal episode about this movie it's not available right now because it's archived but it'll come back but like it's so bad it's just mm. so bad and as i watched it <laughs> the things that it honestly made me think of was i watched this and i watched the acting and honestly it was a it was like a feeder into going oh yeah you know what else is so bad the rock and con air those are both also so bad like <laughs> You've got him standing up there making the comments about winners go home and have a party with the prom queen. And you have, you know, the best line of the entire movie. <laughs> but it's so cheesy. It's not even bad. It's just cheesy. Like, yeah, it's low for me. I'm not the right audience for this. Nick is, like, Nick is lactose I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I watched it for the sake of this conversation, but. I won't be back anytime. Yeah, Nick, Nick oh, is very on, honest. Man. He he just wanted to hang out tonight. That's fine. <laughs> and we ain't the cost mad of at admission. You. I'm willing to pay it. <laughs> ain't mad at you, Charlie. Well, I have a total opposite <laughs> opinion. Good, um, that's the way it should be. I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen it in 15, 20 years. I mean, that's how long it's been since I've seen the movie. And I, like everybody else, I went and rented it on Amazon last Saturday. <laughs> getting ready for the for the uh podcast and i'll be honest i went and bought it this week in my collection because i couldn't find it i don't think i've got it so i mean Inverted. you know um well yeah i could i could i could probably watch that like boop every month three or four times i mean yeah. i mean yeah, I mean, in the past year, we've watched it a handful of times. It's so uh, good. I, I love that freaking movie so much. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a popcorn. It's a, it's a, when you don't want to think about anything, you just sit there and watch it. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a good non-thinking movie. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. So I'll, I'll give it a, a, an 8.5. Oh, nice. Very generous. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that. I truly mean that. Like that—that's how it works, you know. What yeah. my yeah, mindless I mean, crap is is not somebody else's mindless thing. <laughs> so, uh, if you had to put a number, I know you hate notoriously uh, ranking things or, or I, rating. I hate ranking things like movie upon movie. I don't. I'm fine with like giving it a number value. <laughs> I would give it. I'm gonna say nine and a half surgical tools faces <laughs> wow. off. We didn't even talk about like the surgery yeah. scene. That was that was some pretty pretty it's interesting good. like medical horror. Uh, very I know. Great. straight up 3D printing. We're gonna yeah. reprint right? that a year. Right. Crank that thing out. 
that that's crazy yeah. but like it's it's not a good movie like nick said it's it's very you could poke holes in the writing like all the time you could sure can make right. various comments about how ridiculous it is as we have but if you just want to watch a movie Mm-hmm. It's a dang fine choice because that is a movie that will warp your brain <laughs> in just like smack you on the butt on your way out. Because it is <laughs> and there is so much fun. There is something to be said for, you know, we hear the phrase all the time with actors chewing scenery. Oh, and you know, he yep. chomps. Nicholas Cage, like when he's, um, when they're at the little compound, the bad guy compound, and he's yeah. losing his mind because he's yeah. starting to lose the connection with, you know, him, the himself Archer versus and like the mirror and like the really like crazy yep. and the and he's doing the, <laughs> like this thing like <laughs> I'm not <it's>, me. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 good and it's the kind of cheesy that you're going. What else would it be? Like it makes sense while it's still that bad. So mm-hmm. it is a very weird you know, fine line for cheese. I mean, that's just, that's the best term I can apply to exactly. it is. Yeah. And you know what? There are people who enjoy a fine brie and like <laughs> uh, a good, like Munster or something like that. A good, a good stinky cheese. I love American <laughs> cheese. <laughs> I will put nothing else on a grilled cheese. And in my attitude is the same with movies. Like I, I sure I'll enjoy like a, a Dario Argento film or like a, mm. a Scorsese if I'm in the sure. mood. But you mean like the departed? Maybe. Mm. Let's <laughs> be careful. I love that movie. Oh man, I, I do too. I, I love I that movie. Uh, we had an argument about the no, departed. No, 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 no. I was just baffled that That's you okay. I took a crap. No, it's okay. I took a crap on Lord of the Rings earlier. So really anything you say is better than that. <laughs> well, it, it's it's more embarrassing than that. Like they couldn't okay. tell the difference between Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon. <laughs> don't make fun of me <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sensitive it's just funny how once somebody gets bl- brown okay. hair and a block Look, for a head he has such a square face and I so could say you, get some, it, I, you can get something easily mixed up you can I, mean, you I couldn't tell the difference for oh, most of the movie. You can you can confuse a Wahlberg for someone else, not Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, that Damon. Yeah, yeah. They don't make them like Wahlbergs, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> they oh, put I them mean... in a brick pizza oven. They come out of Wahlberg. <laughs> um, That's right. I did have. Go ahead. Jeremy Irons is in Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, he is. Yep. That's yeah. insane. We're getting a new yep. movie too, y'all. Kind of into, into this year, that. I think. Yeah. yeah, March soon, very soon. Yeah, what were you gonna yeah. say, Nick? I was just gonna say, I had two more um IMDb trivia things that I pulled out just Hit because cool, you know, one as a Star Wars podcaster, a Star Wars person, and I don't believe this is actually a thing, but this is the great thing about IMDb trivia, and people can just put shit in there like Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> It says, and I'm going to read it word for word because I don't believe this is, you know, an actual thing. Oh gosh. The movie inspired the TV show The Clone Wars episode Deception, which had a similar plot. In the episode, Obi-Wan Kenobi undergoes a face transformation oh. procedure where he assumes the identity of bounty hunter Racco Hardeen and goes undercover in a Republic jail so he can foil Morallo Eval's plot to kidnap Chancellor Palpatine. I, I definitely remember this episode. I remember the whole thing. It's this whole under 
there's no way in hell that in the writers' room of Clone Wars they're like face off. We're doing a face off. No, Dave, Dave Filoni's been outed. He's a Nick Cage fan. <laughs> That's right. There's no, no way. But I, I, I doubt it. I love we, that somebody took the effort to put that oh, and type that into sure. IMDb trivia. I mean, tr yeah, for sure, <clears throat> the coincidence is there. But like, I'm sure you know we we could with minimal googling find other movies of very very similar extreme. Yeah. Um, bombastic plot but um yeah we did we did bring that up yeah um i mean at like, this point we're getting into um what's the one Haley mills and um the mom and the daughter when they swap um freaky friday oh, yeah, yeah freaky friday because, like, because really Lindsay lohan and uh jimmy lee curtis redid it back in yes they did what, 2000 the, 2001 the original yeah. so, the original slap though yeah, yeah. The sequels or the just like the just like Parent Trap. Oh, they yeah. tried to redo it. Parent Trap, yep. Parent Trap was was. I remember um, that. So Lohan so was yeah, on so a the other, kick. Uh, yeah. So there. the other IMDb one I had was, and this speaks to me in my personal life and my real day job as a professional vampire, as someone who runs a blood bank. Somebody <laughs> also took the opportunity to write into the trivia: the two main characters' blood types reflect their antagonistic nature. Sean Archer's blood type is O negative, the universal donor, reflecting Archer's role as a police officer dedicated to serving the community. Caster Troy is AB positive, the universal recipient, someone who takes from society without giving anything wow. back. <clears throat> okay, so <laughs> that's the most brilliant part of this movie, this, right there. This is exactly what I was talking about when I was conflicted on. Did they mean to do this, or am I just reading too much into this? <laughs> like that's one of those. It's things. hard to know, and that's the an brilliance of the whole thing. The the thing you mentioned with um, you know, when he's starting to lose his mind when he yeah. hangs out with um, Caster's positive and everything it's like are they just letting nick cage be crazy here or are they trying to make me conflicted oh no is he gonna go bad it, like i like mm -hmm. it's stuff like that where it's just like you know for instance did they know how ridiculously we were going to obsess over background characters in star wars or did right. they just mm -hmm. you know fill in 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 the back end <laughs> i i just i don't know and i don't know if i want to know mm -hmm. but it keeps me up at night i think <laughs> I think it could, it has the potential to be intentional because in a lot of Asian countries, blood type is like horoscope. In yeah. Korea, they do blood tests before they give you a job because that right. can reflect on how well you're going to do in a job. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Really? Interesting. Yeah, answer thing. for that question. Asked and answered. Well, now you have another reason. Things. You have another reason to be fearful of blood transfusions. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> I and guess you don't want to inherit some uh, personalities, uh, or like Jessica Alba, you don't want to inherit uh, the psychic ability to see ghosts. Um, so there you go. We're not even talking about them. <laughs> no, we're not. But it's still on my mind. I know. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, that's right, Jodie Foster. Um, everybody should watch really? the original. Uh, Freaky Friday. It's great. I actually saw yeah. that one before the other one because my mom refused to let me see uh, it tarnished. So there you go. <laughs> good for uh, her. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, I admire that kind awesome. of parenting. Oh yeah, confirmed. She had standards. That's true. Um, so I will. I will say, uh, and I think you kind of hear me go through the process in the commentary. And I don't mean to keep plugging it. It's just that we did it. It's there. Yeah. And if this isn't enough show for you. That's a whole nother, um, you know, chunk yeah. of content for you. Um, but like you hear me go through the process of like 
jokey internet comment criticism early on to like really like obsessing over the details yeah. of wanting to understand or know how it wants me to feel about this movie and Actually everything thinking like about the plot yeah yeah it, it's not as dumb as i remembered it or that it necessarily has the reputation for me and it's not it's not a masterpiece it's not artful True. but it 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 there is a plot. It's not garbage either. Yeah, it's it, it, it's very interesting. I, I found myself enjoying it uh, in the right places. Yeah. There's points in the commentary where I go completely silent because I'm watching the movie and I forget to talk. <laughs> we did do that a few times. Um, but yeah, there's moments obviously where it's just like, all right, brain off. We're just shooting a bunch of guns and, you know, yeah. like the jail escape, the the airport scene. Can we talk about the ending? But the, the, the bits in between I found myself really like analyzing and, and being intrigued by. So mm -hmm. well, I, I, and we actually do, we actually do need to talk about the ending at some point, because here's also what happened. Peek <laughs> behind my curtain. I rented that movie from Amazon for $3 and with like 20 minutes left, my rental expired after two days. So oh, no. I didn't actually watch the last 20 minutes. So I kind of forgot how it ended. <laughs> oh, that's the best part. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it, it's probably a square five out of ten because wow. it, like, I don't, I, I don't like it. I don't hate it. It's not bad though. It's like, mm -hmm. it, it's a, it's a, it's a movie, and it's something that um, I'm fine with having on if there's, if we don't know what else to watch, um, or if we don't want anything like heavy. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, like I said, like I do, I do, I did tune out a little bit in the big action. Mostly because John Woo is also very notorious for extended action sequences. Yeah, yes. the ending is yep. like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It's, 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 it's a long climax. And like, it's funny because it, it bookends. So it's like I said, it started John Woo, it ended John Woo, but it started like subtly. Mm -hmm. It actually like it's almost this Would thing you call of like that subtle? I compared to the ending when you get all the you get dubs and literally every shot. But in the beginning you get the hallelujah choir. I know. I mean Well no, I mean the action sequence. Well yeah. I mean strictly the airport, the, the airstrip scene compared to the, the finale at the funeral, um like it it's just it 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 went over the top. And I think mm -hmm. it was intentional of just wanting to end bigger than everything else that had happened in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it didn't want to get the the jail scene to steal its thun thunder. It didn't want the opening action to steal its thunder. It wanted the finale to be the climax. Because mm -hmm. um, like a fireworks show. Oh yeah. That's a great yeah. way to put it because it's, it, it's got that same like spontaneity and, and flair mm -hmm. for yep. sure. What other movie have you seen that has not only a shootout in a church with multiple people <laughs> dying, uh, you also get a Mexican standoff in said church, and then you go directly into a boat chase <laughs> with an exploding boat, and then a man gets harpooned in the side, and Christ imagery? I'm, I'm gonna say none other movies That's no <laughs> it's like it's the red dragon thing that i say all the time it every movie needs at least one scene where somebody eats a painting <laughs> every single movie needs a boat chase i think Fair. that would make every movie better this has some great stunts in in that that sequence too though 
Yeah, um, those stunts, oh, sure. none of those stunts were had digital effects at all. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the crazy thing is just the era of like you get it or you don't get it kind of yeah. uh, special effects. Like at, at, at the very least, it's one of those things where it's like even if Jackie Chan movies aren't your stick, like you should be able to watch some of those stunts and at least mm -hmm. be able to like praise it for, for that technicality. Yeah, and the set pieces being used as props in the fights. Mm -hmm. which which happens a lot here like oh yeah I, I do think this was a kind of action that wasn't happening in a lot of films like it or even in the same year um i, I think it was very much just punch them shoot them and you know yeah. wrap up like the most you had and you mentioned like lethal weapon earlier like the most you had was like uh, uh an extended car chase scene maybe a guy with a flamethrower like yep. it, it there, there was pizzazz there for sure, uh, but n nothing quite as over the top as this. Even like I put uh, the, you know, rating the camp scene from Predator mm. out there of just like <laughs> even that was tame by face-off standards. Yeah, and so it, it it had a lot going on, and and I think if anybody needs a, a study of what John Woo is about. Uh, and what he brings to screen, watch the finale of Face Off. At yeah. least that. It's like 35 minutes. And yeah, it's, just, it's like half the movie. get it all. Yeah. yeah. And this movie just kept giving, too. Like, I, there were so many times where I'm just like, oh, we're in a, it's a prison movie now. Oh, no, wait, nope, it's a gangster movie now. Oh, now. Uh, it's a family drama. <laughs> like, it just kept pulling things out of its hat. I'm just like, yep. wow. So, yeah. and, it, and it fits it all in a two-hour package, which is kind of impressive. Oh, yeah. So. I have a question for our guests that I've been ruminating on for the last. This is an excellent comment, by the way. <laughs> yes, Brennan. Brennan's trying. He's going to get I, you. <laughs> I think that would be good. Just very slow paddling. Technically, <laughs> technically, it's not a boat chase, but it is a barrel chase in the Hobbit movies. Oh, I, I reach. Yeah. I reach a point. I reach a point sometimes with Lord of the Rings where I become Ron Swanson and I say. Is that the one with the little wizard boy? <laughs> Fair. Just pull out the, the, the big old dad card on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All right. You had a question. Yes. The question that I've been ruminating on for the last two days. So Caster Troy has a special box that right. someone offers oh. to him at the beginning Correct. and then during the you know drugged out scene. IMDb Trivia box... has the entire contents of that box in case you need oh, it. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's chiclets. Yep. There's joints. There's yep. little yep. blue pills. Yep. There's yep. a mysterious substance in a bag. And the guns, of course. Uh-huh. What do you think would be in your box mm. for someone to offer you? What would be in the box? Like it's like the B question, but better. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> What's in your caster box? Um, while you what think about that, um, something I never caught about this was that caster and Pollux was a reference to the Greek gods. Yes. Yeah. I, yes, I just yep, yep, thought they I were stupid that. names. They are stupid names, but they're also great gods. <laughs> That's why they became stars. Um, <laughs> ah, shit. So they got their stripper right. named Gemini. Well, while I stall for time answering the question, I'm looking for the contents because I just saw it and I closed the window. Oh, no. But I'm back. Also, oh, here it is. Um, also, everybody knows, of course, and there's a funny, moder more modern connection. The prison was Erewhon. And of course, Erewhon yep. is the word nowhere backwards. Yes. Um, do we also remember that in the recently delightful Silicon Valley on HBO, um, the island that the guy was building on the International Dateline in the middle of everywhere, that was also called Erewhon. Nice um, 
where what's his name um he was gabe in the office and then he became what's his name in silicon valley um oh yeah i can't think of his name anyhow he gets trapped there in the self-driving car and it's literally just like him and a bunch of robots and self-driving forklifts and cars and anyhow that island was also called erewhon silicon Um, valley is the one with all the tech bros yeah, it's the, really funny. The, the, the island prison in yeah. Face Off was called Erewhon. In Face Off was called Erewhon. Where was that said which, or listed? When did that happen? With, with the magnetic boots. The magnetic yeah. boot prison yeah, yeah, yeah. was Erewhon. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I mean but no, like. The, when where, was the name said? Was it said? Would it, was it said? Yeah, it was said, at, it was said mm-hmm. at one point. It was said Erewhon. Yeah. Which is okay. nowhere I, spelled backwards. I yep. never knew that. That's actually pretty cool. Yep. Yep. All right, so the ornate box that is open for Caster Troy on the tarmac contains the following. A bag of blue pills, sunglasses, three rolled cigarettes or joints, a pack of chiclets, four pieces of Bazooka Joe bubblegum, a switchblade, and what appears to be a blue glass vial. Dang it. I I got a few of them. You got got almost some of them, right? Yeah, you you were definitely on You did good. You did good. Because I I I couldn't think of anything. But Listen, I... If I had to choose, I think in my box <laughs> there would be the sourest candy that you can imagine. For one thing, a small stuffed rabbit because you know how much I love those. Um, a pair of uh, novelty sunglasses that are huge, and then several fake mustaches, like a ridiculous <laughs> amount of fake mustaches. I like it. One for like every it. situation. You'd be like the. You'd be like uh, the guy. You'd be Charles Dance from Last Action Hero with the eye. Yep. Where you have an yep. eye for every situation. You yep. have a mustache. That's it. And, and a fake eye. Not mine. <laughs> Enough for me. Just for fun. Just in case. <laughs> uh, Last Action Hero. I could talk about that movie too. We will. Um, <laughs> oh, so I guess supportive. Oh, we will. Right. Um, All I, right. JD, I what guess about it your box? Depends on what the box's intent is. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just I don't think that's part of the question. Yeah, I mean, a Charlie, what do you got? <laughs> okay, so 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 in mine, it would be it would be gummy bears. Yes. Fair. Gummy bears. Um, uh, my gum of choice would be um, oh, um, big red. Mm. Um, and I would have a camera. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's all I can think of. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't smoke, so I can't say I have that. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think for me, like if we're going with like pre pre flight snack or like trip snacks, um, <laughs> like a lot of thought going into this right now i can't I, this is how my brain works man i can't take simple questions um but like uh like pistachios and beef jerky because i don't chew bubble gum so i will take i takes two snacks instead fair i don't chew um, either. a a cup of coffee <laughs> if i could <laughs> anything can go in the box um and uh pair of wireless headphones mm. um, so i don't have to listen to people on the on the flight or during my like evil villain uh prep scene or whatever <laughs> um yeah and that's probably and sunglasses that's always a good yeah. that's always a good pull uh-huh. 
Novelty uh, sunglasses uh, or just regular sunglasses? Uh, Master Roshi's sunglasses from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> I call those novelty. I like, it. I like it. There's a lot of synergy here between these various answers and what I guess would be in my box. Um, gummy bears, 100%. I'm a gummy bears guy. Um, earbuds, wireless earbuds of some sort. Like, you know, even you in my real life, I'm one in, one out, listening to podcasts, doing my normal life, cleaning dishes, working, whatever it is I'm doing. Um, a couple of minis of bourbon. I'm that guy. I'm the whiskey guy. <laughs> it's going to have to be there. There you um, go. I don't I don't need a big like self-defense weapon, but I do carry a very teeny tiny, like about the smallest you can get, like pocket knife. And it's for basic crap, like opening a box. Like I don't want it to clip to my pocket. I want it to be inside. I'm a skinny jeans guy. Like this can't be a big knife. I'm not switchblade. I'm not whatever. Mm-hmm. Tiny knife, you know, just utility gets you through the day. Some gummy bears, the headphone or the earbuds. Um I'm a simple guy. I don't need a whole bunch. Maybe mm-hmm. a, maybe an extra ponytail holder that I can throw on my wrist because I have four daughters and we're always in need of a ponytail. Oh, like, that's that, just the way it goes. That, yeah. Samesies. That's, I, that's a great point. I'd need yep. one. It's kind of adorable. <laughs> yeah. I've, I mean, I've got my, two mine was there. actually hidden that. under the beads, but it's probably, <laughs> oh, you know. there you I'm go. glad I'm not the ready. only one then. I have be- beads and a ponytail. So I got it all. There you go. That's awesome. Um, well, uh, there you go. You now know the contents of our secret box. JJ Abrams, uh, be darned. <laughs> That's right. No, we're the opposite of JJ Abrams. I'm going to unpack this box for you and tell you exactly what it is. And, uh, exactly. and you all passed. Not just you know, shove it in front of you. Uh, we, we had the FBI listening for no reason. Nobody listed drugs in their box. So you're all, you're all good to That's go. Right, move along. The drugs are implied. <laughs> the drugs are implied. That's right. We all already understood that part. We the already drugs are in the other box that I have. <laughs> do, always do your drugs box. before you leave. You no. get the right. Schneider. You can put your weed in there. <laughs> you put your weed that, in it. That is a reference that's for three it. people. Yep, that's good. I was gonna say, oh, that, that's like Book's family joke. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> put your weed in it. We, we shop together. Like that's just something our family does. Apparently, yeah. it's just like oh, what else are you gonna do? Love we, each other. We all traveled eight <laughs> hours to see each other. What are we gonna do? Go to Target? Um, no. And it's just picking up random crap and be like, you know, what this is good for? <laughs> Putting your weed. Um, it, it, and it's the same era as bands don't have sequels. <laughs> Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam 2. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, oh my God. and um, I, I'll go on the record saying my favorite Rob Schneider movie is Judge Dredd. I'm just putting it out Surf there. Ninjas. I'm putting that out there. Um I don't think I've seen Surf Ninjas. I've seen really? I've seen Ninjas in a Park or something like that with um, Ninjas in a Park, where Ernest plays the villain. And I watched it for Ernest. Yes, yes, yes. I watched yes. it for Ernest. I know um, what you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I've never Jim, seen that movie. I think Jim Vaughn, right? Jim, Jim Varney. Varney. Jim Varney. Yeah. Yep. You've never seen that movie? No. Oh my I don't know gosh. What, about either. what? what? Mr. Miyagi's in? What? It's like I've it's like seen. it's like ninjas in ninjas in a park this or something. Right now. Yeah, I'm pulling out the movies now. I'm, I've got movies coming up now too. I don't remember what it's called, but it's like ninjas in a park or something. It's got Mr. Miyagi in it. It's got kids and it's got uh, is it three ninjas? ninjas in a park. I'm so three. Is it if it's three ninjas? I'm gonna be disappointed in myself because that was a movie back in the day. It might be um, three ninjas. I don't know if it's three like, ninjas. High noon at Mega Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. 
which okay. is a sequel to one of them. Hulk Hogan, Lonnie Anderson, Jim Varney. Good core. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Oh, that's right. Hulk Hogan is in this. Is that the movie yep. where he throws the But I don't see Mr. Miyagi. Movie. No, that's a different movie. <laughs> Uh, maybe, wow. he's, maybe he's in a different one. I don't know, but anyway, I don't, th that's your, that's the superior kid ninja movie. I'm just saying. Whoa. <laughs> I remember having You heard fun. it here first, folks. I remember having fun. All right. You know what I didn't have fun, uh, doing though? Watching this movie. Watching all the face waterfalls of this, this ridiculous <laughs> movie. Uh, yep. we, we, we have a clip. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, and the sooner we see this madness, the sooner uh, it's over. No, so it's never over. <laughs> We're gonna lock uh, you in that that prison with those Super Mario boots. With the Mario make boots, you, exactly. And make you watch uh, this. Make you watch this movie over and over. Again. Right. So, so what, what, what are we? What are we getting subjected to here? This uh, is every time they brush a hand down a face, or they say the words "face off." in the movie Face Off. Oh, gosh. Well, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Ten. My freaking face. Oh. Oh. Face. Face. Oh. Coming off. Face. Oh. My freaking face. <laughs> I will say that, that last one. Eleven times. That that last one is my favorite. Uh, um, delivery of Face Off, and it's not even by Travolta or, or Nick Cage. No. It's hilarious. Um, the one by Cassavetes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 11, 11 face waterfalls. Um, imagine doing 11 shots uh, in two hours. Um, where would you be at? <laughs> uh, That's what it is. Nowhere good. Is That's all I is. can say. So uh, this movie is a wild ride if anyone hasn't uh, i recommend checking it out and if you want to have more fun while doing that you can like i said join our patreon check out our commentary for it ha like it's like having us watching it with you and we talk about all kinds of ridiculous things and all that yeah. good stuff so maybe and if you want us to do more in the future let us know yeah so every time we talk about a nick cage movie you can expect a commentary to go up over on our patreon and eventually be uh made public um, but if there's other things, obviously we are Star Wars first kind of podcast. Maybe we'll do the Star Wars ones if people are into that. Um, you know, let us know. But um, definitely uh, it's one of the perks we're, we're starting to offer uh, more to our patrons who help make all of this possible. You pay for our stream yard. Um, you mm -hmm. pay for our headliner subscription that helps us make some of the videos we make for the podcast. All of it goes to this and of course we have to pay our lovely guests so um <laughs> the, the more support the better um your checks are in the mail uh yeah just awesome. keep an eye out <laughs> uh, i'm expecting it yes <laughs> yes it's a good thing you don't drink because this movie will kill you 11 um, space waterfalls would take you out oh man it's crazy especially depending on what spirit you pick but um the holy spirit, <laughs> the holy spirit. 
Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Nicholas. Uh, well, uh, Milk Daddy, um, yes, sir. what you got going over on your podcast uh, you can leave these oh, lovely folks with? We have a bunch of exciting stuff. Um, I am a part of the Streaming Star Wars Network. If you go to streamingstarwars.com, you can find all the things we do. I still do Podcast of the Wheels. It's become a little bit more, you know, niche and specific to deep dives and some of that kind of stuff. Pete and I have begun co-hosting around the galaxy together. So we're doing interviews, you know, the two of us sharing. Um, just finished up actually this last week. I had an episode with Brandon Winerdy from Talking Bay 94, one of yeah. the regulars in our circle. Great guy. We talked about collectibles and Indiana Jones and all the other things that I love besides just Star Wars. Um I do want to plug coming up this next week. We've got an episode with David O'Reilly. David O'Reilly is a location scout um, and has literally scouted a whole bunch of Star Wars movies. And I've decided if there's a if there's a job you want in the movies, besides being an actual on screen camera actor, you want to be a location scout because <laughs> your job is to get sent to cool places around the world and take pictures on the company's dime. And he was the location scout for Rogue One, so he was in the Maldives and Mexico oh. and all these other places. He did Rise of Skywalker. He may or may not be working on some upcoming movie projects that have been released or rumored or whatever. Um, great conversation. Super cool guy. Has done Tim Burton. You know, tons and tons of movies. But also, and this is the one I'm super excited about, two weeks, two weeks from now coming out, we recorded yesterday... Um, we had the opportunity to interview interview um, Deborah Wilson. Yeah, Deborah Wilson. For those who do not know, she was on Mad TV. She's been yes. literally in every video game you can think of, but she is the actor who portrayed Sirjunda in Jedi Fallen Order. She is also going to be in Jedi Survivor, which comes out in March. Um, unbelievable interview, crazy energy. She has a great story about Mark Hamill and how she literally used the Force to will Mark Hamill into her life. <laughs> Oh, so, cool. so fun to hang out with. I just truly amazing. Like I, I can't recommend that enough. That'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. And then Friday nights we do force connect, which is, as we say, sports talk radio for star Wars. You were the guest of the show. We throw the link in the chat pretty early on. And we want to just talk about star Wars with anybody who's watching and hanging out. So streaming You can find all the information for all that stuff. That's awesome. I'm really excited about that one with Deborah Wilson. Wilson, uh, when I saw the promo uh, for that on Twitter recently, I got very excited. Oh yeah. Um, but also, I have Please. to thank you guys uh, for uh, having Greg Grunberg on. Oh my god! Um, because he also apparently went amazing. on a follow spree after that as well. <laughs> and so now yes. Nerd Herder uh, is is officially Snap followed. Wexley. By... Yes. Yep. I, I, I love he, him from live. Like he was so nice and. And this is one of the things right. I'm so thankful that we get to do what we do. We get to interview the people we get to talk to between myself, between Pete, the fact that, you know, we've combined our efforts and working on these different things. The majority of these people that we get to are truly the nicest people. Like initially Greg, Greg Grumberg said, he's like, yeah, I've got about 30 minutes. We talked to him for an hour and a half. Mm. And my wife, who one of the seminal moments in her life was publicity. And Greg Grunberg was on Felicity. J.J. Abrams directed Felicity. Like, yes, that's her much. whole, like, halfway through high school, halfway through college. She came in and talked to him for a few minutes before we started the interview. He took all the time in the world. And then by the time we got done, like, 20 minutes after we got done, I got a text from Pete. And he said, Greg wanted me to send this video to Laura. 
and he had reached out to another actress, um, Mandy Foreman, who played Megan in Felicity, and she basically recorded Laura a cameo video. Hey, Laura, happy new year. Just wanted oh, to tell you guys. Thank you. Like, he was the nicest guy, and he's a fan. And, and again, yeah. his childhood best friend is J.J. Abrams, and he tells this crazy story about how he, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves, who we know did the Batman movie this yes. last year, mm-hmm. the three of them as kids were cutting together Steven Spielberg's old eight millimeter video clip video tapes that were found in a man's house in Arizona. Like the dude bought the house. It used to be Steven Spielberg's house. He found these tapes and the, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially like the Fablemans, which came out this year, which is about Steven Spielberg and his life. And it's the most meta thing in the world. And Greg Rungberg's like, yeah, it's my buddy, JJ. We just hang out. Like, it's so wild. So that this one man was keeps another... giving me work. Yeah. And again, just so nice. He sent me a copy of the book that he wrote with his son. It's a graphic novel. Like, uh-huh. it just super, super nice. So him, Deborah Wilson, and most importantly, and this isn't to sound like a brag, but like, honestly, I'm so blessed and so excited to get to continue to connect with these people that tell the stories that we all love and connect to so much. Like that's what makes this community and this podcasting thing, the weird space friends, whether they're celebrities or whether they're just the rest of us, like it's the best. Yeah, absolutely. You deserve it, bloody. Well, and that's what I love about what you guys do is um, it's not the same sort of media material interviews um, that I think so many of us are used to like seeing a lot of folks in and also you guys get like you're getting a, a, a location scout you mm-hmm. you're getting people yeah. on who normally don't get a a, a spotlight for their contribution right. to these things we love so it's like i i always enjoy who you guys are able to bring mm-hmm. in and of course um y'all you and pete y'all are y'all are good uh with interviews and yeah. so it always proves to I be appreciate that uh if, pre- proves to be a good time if you guys ever get michael jacano on and you need someone to just sit in the back room and stare. Well, and here's room. the thing. I think he's achievable. Like he and I, we've kind of got a hit list and we've got things we're working on. <laughs> and there are certain people like he's been on other stuff relatively recently. He was actually on the George Lucas talk show. And I've got connections with Patrick and Connor who are both, you know, Connor plays George Lucas on the George Lucas talk show. He's been yeah. on my show. Like th- there's some, uh, there's some things that we could make happen. So I'll keep just- you posted. I don't need to be on the show. Just put me in the back room. That's all I need. I just... Wow. You worked on Werewolf yep. by Night. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're over here with our, our Nick Cage commentaries. That's uh, fine. Know. Also, do, doing, doing the Lord, our Savior, Cage's work. Yes. That's right. Yes. Pop, pop yes. a cage. Pop a cage. Um, well, uh, Charlie, I know you don't have uh, necessarily a podcast yet, um, but, uh, I still love you. And also it's great to have a uh, published, uh, photographer, Charlie, uh, on yes. with us tonight. Um, really, really proud of that for, Sorry. for those follow, follow Charlie for his photography. He, he, he's, he's good. good. He's very good. And, um, it was I, North Augusta, right? Mm-hmm. At the North Augusta, um, yep. municipal building. Mm-hmm. Beautiful building. Yep. And so that's one of those things, like I've always, like, I like making things, but I've never been able to have something that I can point at somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, that is just awesome to me that that you got something up there. It's because Um, you don't post your art. 
Well, that's yes, but nobody wants to see that. No, but, we, no, um, no, you know, I want to see it. So I want to see <laughs> it. Hey, don't, don't, don't be so quick to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't be. May, no. Maybe. Maybe it'll be a Patreon stretch. Sounds a very good artist. <laughs> oh, I, it, I've always doodled and I've always dabbled. Um, and, and if there's folks I, I, I dabble any day with, uh, it'd be you doodles uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe podcasting was a good idea. <laughs> five, five I, believe, I believe what you're trying to say is a little dabble will do, Jeff. Hey, hey, there we go. And that sounds good, Daddy. Um, well, I may or may not be a dad. With <laughs> uh, well, nonetheless, um, we'll be here next week uh, with some exciting guests. I'm very uh, happy to have joining us again. I'm sure I um, will be too when I find out who they are. <laughs> you, you know, you just can't think of it right now. Probably. And I don't want to say because as happens life gets lifey so maybe they'll show up maybe they won't last time i said alden was coming he didn't so uh you know stuff Just happens like that olden DS. um but it's but always in fairness last week when you said i was coming and i didn't so that's true, that's true. Just we also said like that Nick Milky. <laughs> we, we, we also said we were and that didn't happen it's just you know <laughs> stuff happens our podcast yep. is us getting to hang out with cool people and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but the plan is to talk to some cool people about a cool guy, namely one Count Dooku. Um, and so with Tales of the Jedi, of course, our uh, publisher's pick of the choice, uh, yeah. Dooku Jedi Lost. So um, is it possible? And I'll post this to you and I'll watch eagerly for the answer next week. Ooh. Are we in a dooku Because between Jedi Lost, which I've not read, I'll be the first to admit, but between... That between what we've seen, certainly in animation, and then Tales of the Jedi, we continue to plant this seed of Dooku, Dooku may have been onto something before everybody else was, and then got pushed, you know, over the edge. I, I look forward to checking that out. I look forward to hearing what y'all have to say. Uh, and that that will absolutely uh, come up because uh, that's part of the inspiration for the episode is not only did we have a great character 20 years ago uh, brought to life mm -hmm. by Sir Christopher Lee, we continue to get that cool character now brought to yep. life by the lovely Corey Burton as well. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot to talk about. And we got some cool people to join us for that gush gush session um and so I, I look forward to that that'll be next week next sunday at eight um uh ish uh and where we will be for as long as we feel like it as long as uh, sundays keep working <laughs> until um, the scp foundation finds me <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep trying and so um other than that uh and, and invite everyone to please check out um our guests give them a follow on twitter uh, or instagram wherever uh, you like to find your weird space friends. Uh, you will be better for it, uh, for sure. And uh, thank you guys for joining us once again. Um, My pleasure. Great to great to have both of you on. Pretty Chick Fil A. <laughs> the, Nick is the Chick Fil A of dads, for sure. I am. I am the. <laughs> I'm the Popeyes chicken sandwich of dads. <laughs> hey, well, Popeyes don't come, chicken. Don't come at me with your Chick Fil A nonsense. I'll Popeyes right chicken now. is the shiznit. So. <laughs> There you go. There's we'll bring a little Nikki into this. <laughs> He's always in this. the episode before it's, it gets worse. <laughs> yes. Uh, before it gets any more crazy, everybody remember to stay cagey. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. <laughs>